Good morning and welcome to the 7am Bible. This is Paul Chapman and this is episode number 6. Well, we've made it through the weekend and I trust we'll have a great week together. So, before we begin, let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your love and mercy to us. We thank you for waking us to a brand new day and I pray that you'll bless us now in our meditation this morning. May your spirit guide us and help us to understand your will for us from your word this morning. We pray this and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the key thought for this week is found in Galatians 5 and verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Basically, walking in the pathway of godliness rather than following the natural desires of your human nature is what God is calling us to do. If you're joining us for the first time, we've been going through lessons of the life of Jacob. In episode number five, we learnt that Jacob had set his heart on eternal things, the things unseen. From his mother, Rebecca, he understood that someday, somehow, some way, he would receive the spiritual blessings of the birthright to serve God in the priestly role, just like his father and grandfather before him and to be the inheritor of the promise made to Abraham that through his seed or descendant, that is Jesus Christ, all the families of the earth would be blessed. However, there was one thing standing in his way, his brother Esau. You see, in Jacob's mind, Esau became a mountain so big he could see no way around it. You see, Esau was born first and thus the birthright blessings belonged to him. But Jacob had been educated from his mother that somehow, some way, he would gain the spiritual birthright. He would gain the preeminence over his brother. But for him, he could see no way around it. You see, even though Jacob desired a good thing and something that was God's will for him, he was making the same mistake his grandfather Abraham made. God had promised Abraham a son, but Sarah, his wife, had gone through menopause and there was no way of her having a child. So at Sarah's suggestion, Abraham helped himself by having a child through Hagar, Sarah's handmaid. Instead of waiting for God to fulfill his divine purpose in his own time and way, Abraham took things into his own hands. Now Jacob, likewise facing a seemingly impossible situation to himself, set about devising some way to secure to himself the birthright blessing. Now, isn't that a problem for me and you sometimes? You know you're in the right, or that something has been promised to you or is due to you, but there is a person or persons who are standing in the way of you receiving it, whether it be a promotion or recognition or whatever it is. Maybe you have a boss or a work colleague or someone at school that makes your life hard. You might work like a dog doing the right thing, conscientiously producing good work and yet end up shortchanged every time. Someone else gets the credit because they're the team leader. But you know they've done nothing for it. And I know this is this has happened at, you know, in those team uh, team projects you do, you know, when you're I know it happens at university, it happens even in the workforce where you're placed as part of a team and there's always going to be people who uh, do all the hard yards and others people take the credit for it. You know, there's always going to be people like that in this world, people like Esau who prosper while they're doing what they please, and there'll always be people like you or me trying to do the right thing 
and getting nowhere in a hurry. Now the danger is, if you're in that kind of situation, you start obsessing over it, or over the unfairness of it, and get yourself sick with stress, or else you try and devise some way to bring what is right to pass, but you rely on yourself instead of God to sort it out. Even though his desire was good in itself, what should Jacob have done in this situation? Well, Solomon gives a clue in Proverbs 19 verse 21. He says there, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. You see, this is the lesson Jacob had to learn. You and I need to learn it too. Jacob's problem was that he had not learned to seek counsel with the Lord personally. He had a knowledge of God through all the wonderful stories his father and grandfather had told, but there was something missing in his life. Alan White, my favourite Christian author, puts it aptly in a book, Patriarchs and Prophets, page 179. She writes this, While he esteemed eternal above temporal blessings, Jacob had not an experimental knowledge of the God whom he revered. His heart had not been renewed by divine grace. And you know, that's precisely why Jacob resorted to doing the only thing he could do, devise a way to work out a solution without God's help. And we're going to learn this week what that way was and the outcome of it. We'll learn as well. So what do you do when faced with problems like this? Do you seek the counsel of the Lord and wait patiently for him and his providence to resolve it? Or do you try and work it all out yourself? In the words of Ellen White, it sometimes seems hard to wait patiently till God's time comes to vindicate the right, but if we become impatient, we lose a rich reward. You see, in order to wait patiently on God, you need an experimental knowledge of God, a knowledge that comes from personally realizing God's love and care for you. You need to taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good. He's got a purpose and a plan for you, and no matter what happens, he will work all things out for good for you because you love him personally. So the next time you're faced with a problem, particularly one that is like Jacob's, remember the words of the psalmist. In Psalms 37 verses 5 to 7, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Isn't that wonderful? Commit your way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness, which is your godliness, as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. In other words, the rightness and justice of your ways will eventually be made known. The psalmist goes on to say in verse 7, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. That's what we have to learn, is to trust patiently for God, to rest in him and wait for him, to fulfill his plan for us in his own time and way. Remember the adage, one that my grandmother often quoted, Though the mills of God grind slowly, yet they grind exceeding small. So, whatever it is you're going through right now, whatever perceived injustices you're facing, don't fret. Put your trust in the Lord, 
Let him work it out in his time and way. That's what Jacob needed to do. And that's what you and I need to do too. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your mercy and love to us. We thank you for this meditation this morning. We thank you for reminding us of our need to trust in you, to commit our ways unto you, to wait patiently for you, to work out your will and your way in our life. If we are going through problems at work or at school or at home, whatever it might be, and sometimes we get so stressed out trying to resolve those problems, particularly when they relate to you know, people and we're, they're involving people and our relationships to people, I pray, Father, that you'll help us to trust in you to resolve those problems for us, that we won't lose our health in stressing about them, that we won't lose our faith in trying to devise ways and means to resolve them ourselves, but that we'll learn to trust in you, knowing that you already have the solution for us. All we need to do is ask you and, and wait patiently for you to fulfill it in our lives. So this is my prayer for us this morning, Lord, and I pray that you'll keep us and uh, in your will and care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning into the 7am Bible. I trust you've gained a blessing from it. And uh, wherever you are, on the way to work, maybe you're, if you're listening after work, coming home from work, wherever you're doing, at school, at play, I trust you'll have a wonderful, great day. So may God bless you. Until next time, this is Paul Chapman, and I look forward to you joining me for the next episode of the 7am Bible. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are still, when striving cease My comforter, my all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand In Christ alone
Stay. 